I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Right. Fucking thing sucks. In five, four, three. Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast Live Friday edition. I am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. And back with me on a lovely Friday afternoon is the one and only Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. What's up, man? I am really proud of the editing I did on that uh, that intro. That, it looks it, good. Huh? It is fantastic. And am I the only one that laughs every single time at the, uh, <laughs> at the fucking Bill O'Reilly clip? It gets me every time. And Trump saying that he has the best words. <laughs> It doesn't matter how many times I hear it. It cracks me up every time. <laughs> Those are, I know people have kind of gotten on you to, to maybe include some, some of the Bidenisms and stuff like that, but it's those flow so well. And they're so like perfectly timed with the intro music and stuff like the Biden stuff. I just don't know that it like, it's, it's stupid and it's funny, but I don't know if it plays quite as well yeah with the, the motif of the intro right there's maybe one of the like the times that he just erupts on some like person that asks him a question because he's like an angry senile old man maybe we could work that in somehow but yeah all these like mumbling sleepy joe things i don't think would play very well you're a dog face pony soldier <laughs> yeah it's a bunch of malarkey <laughs> Remember the malarkey tour bus that he was on when he was allegedly campaigning? Oh my gosh. God damn it. Well, uh, anyway, we got a pretty good show for you today, I think. I don't know where we should start. If we want to start with the, uh, the Russell Brand stuff that we teased on the last episode or what? Let's, I've, I've actually got a pretty, a pretty good little clip that, um, it's not intro. It's not intro music worthy, but it is pretty hilarious, and it's a follow up to something that we talked about earlier in the week. Let me, let me pop this in right quick. What in the world is this? That is a guy that was interviewed by a South Carolina news station. That apparently he lives like right down the road from the the uh, woods where the F thirty five supposedly crashed. Okay. <laughs> that, that was his his reenactment of of hearing this f-35 come screaming over his house before <laughs> it crashed into the woods 
Oh, that's pretty good. It reminds me of uh, <laughs> like, there's that black lady. I forget what she was talking about. Some fire and smoke, and ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> this dude. This was an impressive interview. The the uh, talking to him. I, I should have queued the whole thing up if I had thought about it. <laughs> it's it's hilarious. Did he have anything uh, interesting to say about it, or just crazy it's stuff just like that? Crazy stuff like that. He <clears throat> he didn't know what it was initially, so he didn't bother reporting it. He he wasn't sure what the what made the sound, so he just didn't bother calling it. He lives out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, he's so he just didn't bother calling the authorities or anything. He was just like, whatever. Some some crazy shit goes on all the time, you know. Oh man, pretty yeah. hilarious. No, they uh, <laughs> just another eighty million dollar mistake. No big deal. Rounding error for the uh, federal government, particularly yeah. with the military budgets, which apparently aren't going to be cut if there is a government shutdown. Maybe we should go there first. Yeah, There's a looming see. government shutdown once again. Uh, McCarthy seems to be struggling to get any sort of support for this. Uh, I, it seems like the funding for Ukraine is what's throwing a wrench in the works. Is that still the case? Yeah. McCarthy can't even get support from enough Republicans to push through the, the this is the Republican sponsored uh, bill or funding bill. And McCarthy can't even get enough support from the Republicans to push this thing through because they won't budge on the additional Ukraine funding and then from from what what's been said even if they were able to push this bill through the house the democrats and the senate are going to kill it because of other stuff that the that the republicans haven't so the republicans won't back it because it's still it has more funding for ukraine but the democrats won't back it because of all the other all the other stuff that the republicans are trying to do with the bill so i mean it it's dead in the water uh, although John Fetterman said if they will agree to fund Ukraine and and get this and get a bill passed to to continue funding the government, he will wear a suit and tie and and dress and dress professionally in the Senate as opposed as opposed to whatever this is that he's been wearing. Yeah, I got I saw that tweet. He's such a douche. Um, whoever's like. Dude, he is just a fucking ogre. He looks like uh, he's going as like Mario for Halloween. <laughs> what? Like he just looks like a fucking plumber. What is this guy doing? Wouldn't you just be naturally uncomfortable in a room full of like well-dressed people in suits and like pantsuits and things? And then you just come like strolling in there with fucking I'm surprised he doesn't have flip flops on. And uh, and just like some fucking like your clothes don't fit properly. What what the fuck is this guy is out of control, man? He should not be in the Senate. <laughs> it's just so goddamn crazy. And he, he admits he's like, yeah, I can't I can't process language properly anymore because I had a stroke. And I don't I don't know I didn't know much about him pre-stroke, so I don't know how good his uh, processing skills were to begin with. He was an unimp- he was an unimpressive character before he had his stroke. Like um, the he was mayor of some 
medium-sized town in Pennsylvania. And from everything I've, I've heard and seen about it, like it was an abject disaster. And the town itself has not gotten any better since he left office. Like he did a, did a pretty thorough job of, of running that shit into the ground. I think he was, uh, I can't remember what he was Lieutenant governor at one time. Maybe I can't remember. I can't remember. He's been, he's been around for a while, uh, which his, his wife is interestingly enough, has a lot of connections to, uh, not-for-profit organizations and these like charitable organizations and stuff, which is, um, for those who aren't familiar with how this whole uh, game is played, that's that's how you go about laundering your money for your campaigns and stuff. Is you you use these not for profits and charitable organizations to to move money around, uh, and and also has um, she's an immigrant, so and has some other connections. I can't remember everything, but there's a lot of interesting background with him and her and the whole yeah. It's a, well, dude, the whole thing is, is like, I wouldn't trust this guy to do anything. I mean, if you just look at him, it does not look like he has his life together. The, the fact that this guy got married is a fucking miracle um, that he can, like, find his way into work, regardless of what he's wearing. Seems like a miracle to me. Like, he should just be turning wrenches somewhere in bumfuck Alabama. I have no idea where this guy came from or how he how anybody could support him to do anything. He, it, I love it that he wants to dress like, I like them dropping the dress code. I, I hate this pretense that they're like these holier than thou people that should be worshiped. It, it makes me so sick. It's disgusting to watch people like testify in front of Congress and, and address them like, oh, I'm so sorry, Congressman or Congresswoman. I have the utmost respect for you, blah, blah, blah. Like, shut the fuck up, man. The only time did you did you ever see those videos of uh, Peter Schiff going to Congress to testify about like the Fannie Mae? Uh, or I think one was fa about Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac or something like that. And then the other one was to something about uh the housing industry i forget exactly what it was but it was like they're trying to get more funding to uh basically blow up another housing bubble <laughs> and he's in there have you seen these videos uh -uh. they're fantastic dude he had he shows like no respect at one point i think the second time he went the this lady stopped she's like mr schiff the decorum here is not this constantly yelling thing and he's just like won't fucking pull any punches. He's like, well, I'm here. I'm representing the fucking taxpayers. Like, I don't have a fucking dog in this fight. Like, I'm not a special interest. And, dude, it's the only time I've ever seen anybody testify in front of Congress and treat them as the pieces of shit that they are. It's fantastic. It's like Mr. Schiff goes to Washington or something. You guys should check it out if you haven't. And it's like from 15 years ago or something. And I remember one of the, one of the people that was on the first panel was like uh she worked for uh this company that i did business with so i like knew her and uh, she was like disagreeing with peter schiff on something and she was completely wrong it was fantastic <laughs> anyway uh yeah stop showing these people respect and i love the fact that they're dropping the dress code and they just you get to see just how unimpressive they are well i, I wish more of them would uh, I, I wish more of them would take 
these alternative routes as opposed to like if you're going to show up and like break dress code at least do it in a in a unique way you know don't don't look like a complete slob like like fetterman like show show up and show out like like cory booker right? <laughs> yeah yeah look at he's got like i think those are hand embroidered embroidering on his fucking pink shorts there jesus christ man there, there's just no doubt that this guy was fucking turning tricks in the men's bathroom at, at whatever that party was <laughs> after seeing him in this well, that the, was him the, right the really hilarious thing is the like when i first saw this i was like oh man this ai stuff is getting good no there's an actual there's an actual story like an article about like him getting criticized for showing up wearing this his his legs are like way too smooth like he he's Dude, he's, gotta, he's completely hairless it looks like <laughs> he is he is waxed up and everything although the only thing more impressive than his outfit was is Kristen cinema which she's on record as having said that she will she will dress provocatively to uh just to get the republican male men drooling over her tits so i'm surprised she didn't go a little <clears throat> a little more lowbrow but this is this is a pretty impressive outfit from her too yeah, that, that almost looks like a doll or something. <laughs> it doesn't look very comfortable though. It's it's all for show. Let's if we're I think if they're not going to have a dress code, then we need more of this. Like go full Hunger Games. Let's let's really make let's really make a mockery of it and show people just just how insane we can yeah. we can get. With I love this. it. Yeah, that they're not. They're not trying to hide how fucking unimpressive degenerate slobs they are in the case of uh, Fetterman. And then we'll just get to see like how weird they are. Like these fucking weirdos that, that go to like these, uh, what was that fucking, I don't know, these like ceremonies and shit where they worship weird see, satanic stuff. Now is the opportune time for me to run for Senate because now I can wear my cowboy boots with some Wranglers, a flannel shirt, and a vest, and a cowboy hat, and just show up like that every single day. I'd throw a big dip in and sit there and spit on the floor. Hell yeah, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, just an everyday American. <laughs> Yeehaw. Yeah, so this has like everybody freaking out about this dress code, and it's just, dude, the Republicans are so bad at this game. Like, they just, they take this bait, and so now like the Democrats are just like the government's going to shut down and these workers can't pay their bills and they're striking and the people are struggling and you're worried about dress codes. And it's, it's just like, dude, let them let them look like buffoons. Who cares? I mean, um, imagine like putting that out, like being Cory Booker and going out and and looking like that in public is just is shocking to me. He looks ridiculous absolutely ridiculous and he's like proud of it okay i think cinema did it to to play up the joke that is the of whole course thing. but yeah Corey booker like Corey booker I, that's like probably what he goes out in i would say i have no I, I have no doubt in my mind that that's his just every you know every weekend out on the town attire yeah. so he's a much more fl flamboyant fag than i thought which is <laughs> hilarious dude like I want to see who these people really are. Just let them stop hiding it. <laughs> they they let their true colors show. You don't even have to like 
comb through hours and hours of content for them to slip up, you know, every once in a while they get caught on like a hot mic or they say the quiet part out loud or something. Now they're just going to show you exactly who they are based on how they dress. Uh, that's Perfect. kind of been the, that's kind of been the MO of the last three years though, is it has, they have progressively just, and not, not only let the mask slip, like taking it all the way off and just cast it aside and be like, we don't need this anymore. We're, we're just going to do this, which is kind of what, uh, kind of the, the impetus of the, the Biden, uh, executive memorandum. What? I'm not yeah, exactly dude, this was sure. ridiculous. I didn't, I didn't really look into this too much. I just, I saw the tweet and I read like part of the, the thing and it's just, how can you be able to do this? He just passes an executive memo that Same, grants not the even secretary an executive of state. Order. Yeah, like uh, it, it says memorandum. So it's a memo. He's just like, all right, now the secretary of state can give money to Ukraine. What? What the fuck is this? By the authority vested in me as president of the constitution. Uh, by, as president, by the Constitution and the laws of the United States of America, including Section 621 of the Foreign Assistance Act of 1961, I hereby delegate to the Secretary of State the authority to, under Section 614A1 of the FAA, to determine whether it is important to the security interests of the United States to furnish approximately $128 million in assistance to Ukraine without regard to any provisions of law within the purview of Section 614A1 of the FFA and the authority under Section 506A1 of the FFA to FAA to direct the with uh, the drawn down of approximately 128 million in defense articles and services of the Department of Defense and Military Education and Training to provide assistance to Ukraine and make the determinations required under such section to direct such a drawdown. So we just don't have to like what's the point of checks and balances and a house and a senate and a judiciary if the president can just write a fucking memo and yeah he's like yeah you know that whole constitution thing um yeah we're not doing that anymore here's a memo it says yeah i don't know what i didn't look up these sections of this fucking foreign assistance act of 1961 uh <laughs> yeah, I just saw this. I just saw this this afternoon uh, as I was getting ready for the show, and I didn't have a chance. I'm I'm going to sit down this weekend and and pull all this stuff up and try to comb yeah. through it and see. We're like, just what, not going to do it anymore because uh, like they've they've used like they've used the example of the Fourteenth Amendment as why Trump shouldn't be allowed to run for office, and they use all of these other things to justify. But but if you go and you look at it, like that's a stretch, and then some. And I suspect that there's probably some chicanery going on with this. Uh, like, I don't, of course, I, just, I don't yeah. see if how they're citing it. Yeah. If they're citing anything, it, it's, it's in the most generous and in, like interpretation imaginable. I mean, we've seen the way they interpret things like the second amendment, which is just absolutely retarded. We'll get into that in a minute, but uh, yeah, the, the 14th Amendment, the language is something like, like you have to be convicted of treason or something, right? <laughs> and then yeah. they can then they can fucking uh, remove you from office or something like that. And it's like, dude, first of all, he's not even being charged with treason. 
and they're he hasn't just, been convicted of anything. Right, exactly. <laughs> so it's just like, dude, this is this is not hard. This is uh, talk about uh, Fetterman not having a grasp on um, language. I mean, Jesus, these people—they're—they're they're just as bad. They can't process language either. It's like just because they see like these words and then people say these words, somehow that connects and they have justification. So somewhere in that act, it says like secretary of state. And then it says like the word authorized and they just like put these words together and they rearrange them. And they're like, I'm authorized for the secretary of state to give 128 million to Ukraine. And if they can do it with 128 million, they can make it 128 billion. They can make it a trillion. It, it can be Ukraine. It can be anywhere. It could be anything. Just a memo. It's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, and and on top of that, like they're they're making sure that they're covering all their bases as far as Ukraine goes, whether or not there's funding for Ukraine in the in the budget that gets passed. They've already announced that the the Pentagon is uh, taking steps to uh, the Pentagon will exempt its Ukraine operations from the potential shutdown if lawmakers can't agree on a deal to fund the government per Politico. Typically, when the government shuts down, all military activities stop unless deemed critical to national security. So I'm, yeah. apparently yeah. apparently supporting Ukraine is of the utmost national security. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. They they use this term national security to mean whatever they want it to mean to justify, to give them justification to do anything they want to do. We can't let them use words like this. They, they do it with everything. Um, you know, they, they pervert the meaning of all these words. And I've been talking about this endlessly on this podcast. Like this is what they do. And we let like terrorism. Now everybody, you know, all the Jan six people are being charged with terrorism shit. And they're going to spend the next uh, couple decades in prison. And it's just, it's so fucking ridiculous, dude. These government shutdown, they call it a shutdown. Uh, is the government actually shutting down? No, nothing is really shutting down. They're going to stop tours to the White House and like block off the Washington Monument or something like that. And like not let you go into the, like a museum or some shit like that. And that's it. Uh, the, the money that goes to Ukraine. The, the reason the fucking government is going to shut down is because some of the fucking Republicans don't want to give money to Ukraine. So they're going to shut the government down, but they're still going to give the money to Ukraine. What, right. what the hell is going on here? None of this makes any fucking sense. The government, the, I, I forget when it was, it was, uh, it was during, I think it was during the Trump presidency, maybe when there was uh, a government shutdown or it, it might've been under Obama. I think it shut down under Obama too, right? Uh, they spent more money when the government was shut down than uh, when the government was fully operational because they had to get like a bunch of extra security and stuff to block off these places and like close them down. Like leave it to the government to shut down and it costs you more money to shut down than it does to operate. Only the government could fucking accomplish that. And then everybody in government basically just gets a paid vacation. I don't understand why they're so against this, except for the fact that if they shut down long enough, more and more American people will realize that we don't need these people. They're a fucking albatross around our neck. And yeah, they're, they're bleeding us dry. They're just going to get a paid vacation. That Everybody, they all get fucking back pay. It's right, crazy. 
they're not going to not get paid because the government is going to fire back up and they're going to start doing the same thing that they have been doing eventually. And then as soon as they do that, everybody gets back pay. Then like, no, nobody's missing a meal. Nobody's actually going to miss a paycheck long-term. And you know, they've all got, uh, well, maybe not all the, the ones who are high enough and important enough. They've all got stipends and like, they'll be fine. They're, oh yeah. <laughs> I'll just issue a memo. You can get 128 million like that. Whatever you need. It's fucking ridiculous, man. This, I, I can't believe that people still support this system with such vigor. Like all we need to do is vote harder, and we'll get the right people in there, and that will fix it all. That's gonna fix this thing. Good God, it is so unfixable. It's so corrupt. I like I, Matt, dude. There, the the national debt just hit thirty three trillion. We're going to start paying a, a trillion dollars in interest on the national debt, and and this is just going to be like a downward spiral. They're spending a billion dollars an hour, I think now something like that. It, it's crazy, and just imagine being that much in debt and you still get to take a fucking paycheck. Like they shouldn't even be getting paid for this. If they really are public servants, then they should just be publicly serving for free. Uh, there is no money to pay these fucking goofballs anymore. Like $175,000 a year is like what I think what they get in in Congress or something like that. It, it's up there. I mean, it's like three, four, five times the average salary of a taxpayer that has to foot the bill for all this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't even know what else. To say. It's just it's absolutely disgusting and ridiculous. Uh, a government shutdown. While I welcome it, uh, well, and their solution is that you just need to uh, you just need to pay more taxes. You need to tax the millionaires and the billionaires, and and then we can then that'll solve all this problem. We need to go after it because because I know you you didn't pay all of your taxes. You skimmed on something. You you definitely didn't report everything. Yeah. If we could collect all of the taxes from everybody that's not paying everything they owe, then that would get us another 20 billion dollars which would not fund the government for an entire day. I, the, yeah. I, they can I, I did the math on it one time like take the take like the some of the big companies that that all the left always screams about Elon, Jeff Bezos, some of these really big ones, you could confiscate 100% of their wealth and run the government for about four weeks before you run out of money. Like, okay, so what is like, what, what are, what does any of this accomplish? Yeah, I, I don't think people really understand how, how ridiculous it's gotten. Um, and just how like these talking points are so fucking stupid. Like they've, they have, confiscated so much wealth just think about um <laughs> if you look at a chart of the national debt like how long it took us to get to a trillion our first trillion dollar deficit i think was in the 80s under ronald reagan and so uh for like from 1776 or whatever to 1980 was a trillion and and now we're we're spending a trillion just on interest on the debt that we owe in a year. I, I mean, thank God we have that debt ceiling because without that, this would really be out of control. I, I, dude, the original debt ceiling was $11 billion, billion with a B. 
<laughs> 11 billion. Okay. okay. Now, that was if, back before they even had a word for trillion. The numbers didn't go that high. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I was just I was just doing some research for the the Substack. I put out uh, part two of an article yesterday, and it was I was like looking at the national debt during the Great Depression, and it went from sixteen billion to forty billion. Like it more than doubled, which is staggering in a ten year period. For like it was unheard of for back then. Now we do it every eight years. I think we're basically doubling the national debt under e each president, essentially. But it's just like forty billion, dude. We don't even talk about it unless it's at least a hundred billion now. If it's not a hundred billion, we're not talking about it. It's not a thing. Forty billion is nothing. I mean, I know that could solve world hunger if it's Elon's forty billion, but if it's the government, I mean, dude, that is a drop in the bucket. That's like a Joe Biden. That's ten percent Joe Biden take. That's ten percent for the big guy. We're not talking about that. Forty billion. Get the fuck out of here. It's they're they're completely out of control. But we have a debt ceiling. Oh, we have this thing in place. Don't worry. We're not going to be irresponsible. Who no, no, we're gonna we put a ceiling in place. I know to you and me, our ceilings don't fucking move. That that's the point of a ceiling, is like you get to it and then you can't go through it. Your head bumps up again, that's as high as you can go. To the government, ceiling means uh we get to move it up and down as we please. And we never move it down, we just move it up. So as soon as we hit it, we just move it up a little higher, and then we hit it again. That's why I call it the debt target. It's not a ceiling. It's a target that they're aiming for, and they're getting really proficient at it. <laughs> they're hitting it faster and faster. God damn it, man. And it's just such a great metaphor for all of government. Like everything that they do, everything that they say they're going to do, um, it's the exact opposite. They, they take these words, whatever word they're using, they're using it incorrectly. Uh, the Joe Biden just uh, because he can't pass any uh, gun legislation and because they keep getting shot down in the courts when they try to um, trample on the Second Amendment, just uh, created another department. And Kamala Harris is going to head it. It's the uh, how did they word it? It's the Office of Gun Violence Prevention. Yeah. So um, buy, <laughs> if you could invest in gun violence going up, do that now. It's going to be at all-time highs in the next uh, six months to a year. I guarantee you gun violence will skyrocket. It's if they If the name of the department is we're going to prevent gun violence, gun violence will get worse. Well, you need to justify having Kamala Harris leading this new Office of Gun Violence Prevention. So you're going to see it um, if for those of you who might be a little bit mentally or emotionally unstable and find yourself in a lot of chat rooms and stuff on online, especially on uh, Reddit or 4chan, you might want to watch out with the people you're interacting with. If they start offering you some, uh, what was it, Daniel, Daniel Arms or what's the uh, what's the ones that all of the shooters have they all have the exact same gun if they start offering to buy you some some <laughs> weapons like if there's somebody like yeah yeah you ought to look into this i can i can send you some money uh be be very very cautious i i am just i'm so curious as to what this office is going to do well what kamala harris is in charge so probably put a lot of people in jail and then never let oh, them and, yeah, have yeah, the and process then, uh, and <laughs> And force them to effectively be slave labor yeah. for the state. 
and sit on some evidence that can exonerate somebody on death row for a while. Yeah. I mean, this is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Again, that they can just do that. Here's a Department of Gun Violence Prevention. And what authority are they going to have? Like, what are they going to do? How do you how do you create uh you know prevent gun violence with a with an office? I, it, it, again, it's just like everything in government is so stupid. When you take a step back and and think about it and look at it, they pass this legislation. It's like oh, they put these words on paper. That's going to solve the problem now. Like what? Not, none of this is working. Not, not, nothing they do gets better. They haven't solved one problem. Well, I'm like, Except I don't problems with their bank accounts. I say I don't see anything that explains what this office is going to do. This is this is just another. Uh, yeah, it's like a symbolic this, thing that we can. Yeah, point to. this is another piece of symbolism to to say, look, we're we really take this issue seriously and we're going to do something about it, even even though it's mostly the FBI that's created the issue. We're yeah. we're definitely going to do something about it. Not not dealing with them. We're we're going to uh, we're going to start ramping up red flag law enforcement or something, which even that, even that might do something because every single shooter that we've had over the last, I don't know, two years, they've all been on a watch list, have been in police custody at some point in, in the six months prior to the shooting. Like, you know, if they just started enforcing the things that they've already got on the book, this is, this is like with, um, like with tax code stuff and all of this other things, like, if they just enforced what's already on the books, then they would take it would actually take some significant steps in the right direction. But instead, they don't do that. Then then but they try yeah, to come they, up with new bullshit. Right. They, they don't want to fix any of these problems. I mean, they like having problems to talk about because it riles up their base and it gets them vote like. Could you imagine if they didn't have the gun thing to talk about to rile up like retarded lefties about gun violence? I mean, if you don't have that and you don't have abortion, like, what do you have for, you know, these like teenagers that they want voting now? Um, and, and yeah, we're going to create an office. So now we have to fund this office this is going to be part of the budget. So that's going to cost. We got to appropriate some money for the you. You can't be against gun violence prevention, can you, Justin? Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> it's like, so we've got to give them a billion dollars. God damn it. And she's like, yeah, we're going to we're going to reduce inflation. Here's the Inflation Reduction Act. It says it in the name. There we go. We put it on paper. It's going to work. Uh, keep going, you fucking idiots. How many more pieces of legislation do you need to see? How many more thousands and thousands of pages addressing problems, making affordable health care, affordable housing, affordable education? How many more pages, words on paper do you need to see? With every well, single one of these problems getting exponentially worse whenever the government gets more involved. Well, speaking of affordable health care, since, since the Affordable Care Act went into place, I'm sure you have not seen your your medical bills uh, double or triple, uh, you know, like most Americans have. But if you did, in fact, and it did not make the health care more affordable and you have found yourself in severe financial turmoil because of that, Never fear, because Elizabeth Warren and Pre Kamala Vice President Harris Kamala yeah. Harris are on their way to rescue you. Yeah, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, 
has announced new actions to ensure your medical debt will not impact your credit score. This, again, just a beautiful example of how government operates. Get involved in healthcare, fuck up the free market. Um, nobody was in medical debt in like 1940. It wasn't a thing. We had doctors, we had hospitals. Uh, yes, like obviously the technology is better today, but technology makes things cheaper and more affordable. Like by definition, technological advancement does that. So th like this is a government created problem. Uh, Obama, the Messiah, fixed it with the Affordable Care Act. So I don't know even know how anybody is in debt anymore or how your premiums are surging or anything like that. But now that they've put you hundreds of thousands of dollars in medical debt, um, and it's been affecting your credit score. Are we going to fix the, the problems that we caused in the healthcare industry? No, no, no. Well, we're just going to fix the credit score thing. <laughs> it's like, oh, thanks. Yeah, that's the problem. Because now you, all these people in debt can't get enough credit. They need credit cards. They need to be able to spend more. It's unbelievable. I was about to ask, how much do you think, how much do you think they spend on this, uh, Consumer Financial Protection, Protection Bureau. Bureau. Like, how much do you think they spend on this just to come up with? Hey, we'll just like not have your medical. Not not going to. Uh, you know, this is kind of like the student loan thing. Like, they're not going to actually do away with your medical debt. They're just not going to let it impact your your credit score. How much do you think they spend on this on this bureau? Dude, it's six hundred million dollars annual budget is what Jesus. they is what they have. $600 million annual budget for the. Oh my God, dude. That, like, and I'm pessimistic about, I was going to say like 150 million or something. It's Six obviously a much bigger bureau than I thought. Um, it's doing a great job of protecting the consumer. <laughs> We're going to protect the consumer. You're not going to have any money to consume. So you have nothing to worry about. That's right. We're not going to let this affect your credit score, but we're going to continue to increase your taxes so we can keep funding the bureau that decided that the best alternative to your crippling medical debt is to just not let it, in, it impact your credit score. Yeah. Yeah, this is. And Elizabeth Warren is uh, the chief, uh, pun intended, of of these retarded plans. Like, remember her? T she went after like TurboTax for charging you $50 to file your taxes. As if that's the tax, that's the burden on America's taxpayers is that you have to pay to use a service to file your taxes. Well, like, yeah, that's like the, the $75 that really fucking did me in the uh, $7,500 that you took from me for fucking Medicare. Oh, that was that was no big deal. That, like this, this action will bring peace of mind to millions of Americans burdened by medical debt. Um, <laughs> it's it's not doing anything to reduce their medical debt. What do you, I don't think it's going to bring a whole lot of peace of mind to the people burden. Uh, what now you can go take out a loan. Now, now your credit isn't going to be affected. So you can go take out a massive loan to, to pay off your credit or your uh, medical debt. Like this. Right. Yeah. You can, or you could maybe uh, your rate won't be affected when you buy a house now by your credit score, like your credit score helps like you get a lower rate. Um, Rates are about to go through the fucking roof again, by the way. Uh, the 10 year treasury is is reaching. It's almost at five percent now. Um, mortgage rates are over like seven and a half percent or something like they're going to be over eight percent now for for mortgage uh, for mortgages. There, there's no way American like 
this housing bubble, it's it's actually bigger now than in 2006. It's bigger. It's it's worse than in 2006. So um, if you recall, after 2000, uh, the 2008 financial crisis, uh, Barney Frank uh, and Chris Dodd got together. Dodd Frank, they passed the biggest uh, piece. Of, it was like 1,500 pages Dodd Frank bill too big to fail to make sure that this would never happen again. And we're going to, you know, we're going to really get on top of this housing problem. What did they do? Um, the banks are bigger than ever and more, uh, <laughs> more likely to fail than ever. We've already seen, uh, the biggest, some of the biggest bank failures since then in the last couple, uh, last year or so. And the housing bubble, the, the housing bubble today is bigger than it was uh, the one that brought down the entire global economy. It's bigger. It's bigger now. They blew it back up. <laughs> it's fucking insane. I don't even know how it's possible because we had Dodd Frank. I, I don't get it. Obviously, yeah. because the the legislation they put forward is actually intended to fix and prevent problems. Yeah, they don't I, want these I'm problems. I'm sure there was like it was something the Republicans the did. Yeah, Donald Trump problems, rolled. <laughs> yeah, if the problems crop back up in the future, then we might have to pass more legislation and and do some emergency bullshit to fix it and bail out all of our best good buddies with billions of dollars that somehow end up uh, funding Bernie Sanders' fourth beach house and you know. Yeah, dude, it is it is so fucking crazy. I don't know how many times we get to go through this song and dance, and when it does blow up, it's going to be. I guarantee you. Um, during the Trump presidency, he rolled back like one paragraph of um, legislation from the 1500 pages of Dodd-Frank. Like he got rid of this one paragraph and they're going to point to that as the issue. I guarantee it. <laughs> it's so fucking crazy, man. How much longer are we going to go through this? I mean, how many more times since the end of COVID, they have been incentivizing more or less subprime mortgages again, like yeah. pushing pushing people who shouldn't be getting a mortgage to go buy a house and get a mortgage. And, and then all the while jacking interest rates as they do it. Like how do, how do people not see the writing on the wall when all of this is going on around us again, like again? Yeah, no, it's dude. I remember I probably talked about it on a podcast at some point. I, I'm sure I tweeted about it like when they brought back subprime mortgages. <laughs> like, yep, they've they've reduced the uh the borrowing uh standards again back to where they were that caused the problem. And and that's dude, that's uh going back to the the Mr. Schiff goes to Washington thing. That's what he was essentially testifying about was they wanted to increase funding for these these things that that lower borrowings that incentivize banks and things to lower borrowing standards uh fanny and freddie were the they were they created the subprime loan market essentially they were the biggest buyers of these things so yeah uh they they took all the risk away from the banks they said like we the the bank knew that no matter how shitty the fucking borrower was they could loan them any amount of money they wanted and immediately unload the that loan they get to collect all the fees on the transaction and unload that the risk of that loan onto the essentially the federal government and then yeah uh free market 
capitalism, this is late stage capitalism gets blamed for this shit. It's like, I, it's so fucking crazy, man. The, the clown world we're living in, um, it's, dude, it's on like, it's on full display. Like you said, they're not hiding it anymore. Like if you tell me Cory Booker doesn't look like a fucking clown in that picture, I don't know what to tell you. Like they are a bunch of fucking, like we are living in a clown world. They're not hiding it anymore. They dress the part. They talk the part. They act the part. Um, I'm trying to find, how do I pull up my fucking things that I flagged? God damn it. I hate how things subtly change from uh, your phone to your computer. <laughs> it's like, dude, if they move one thing, I can't find it. How do I find my bookmarked things? I bookmarked a chart for of the the housing bubble based on the Case Shiller index. Hang on, let me pull this one back up. The one we looked at a minute ago. See that right there where it says bookmarks? You yeah, it's it's not here anymore. <laughs> it's not listed. I don't know. I don't okay, know. There, I gotta click on more. All right, Jesus. Wait, how is there how is there not enough space to do that on my fucking gigantic computer screen but they can do it on my phone i gotta click on more god damn it yeah get you a massive oh. gaming screen like i got like a 32 inch <laughs> curved monitor yeah um let me send this to you so i don't have to deal with trying to put it on a fucking screen <laughs> uh, there you should have it this is the uh, the Case Shiller Index inflation adjusted home prices from uh, eighteen hundred to twenty twenty three. Oh and yeah, I was looking at this the other day. Yeah, if you see that big scary line there, <laughs> it's uh, there are two big jumps. One was the previous two thousand six biggest housing bubble the world has ever seen, and then the next one that's uh, surpassed that by quite a bit actually. One's at like 200 and then that one's at a little over 220. What's the, yeah. 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 The, okay. the one from 06, uh, right before the, the whole great recession and everything else hit 202 and currently we're, it was 220 in 21 219 in 22. And currently it's at 211, but I mean, that's still, significantly higher than what it was at the time of the the worst housing bubble popping um, in all yeah. of human history yeah and housing prices have apparently risen i'm looking at another article here uh 26 fold since 1963. inflation inflation adjusted home prices are now 85 percent above their average dating back to 1900 in fact, inflation-adjusted home prices are now 20% above their 2008 peak, the previous all-time high. The median home now sells for an alarming 530% of the median annual income. Yeah, so that, that seems sustainable and uh, affordable. I, I think if I can think of one word, uh, affordable, affordable housing, uh, government nailed it again. So uh, bravo. This is going to blow up uh, fantastically, and maybe prices will prices have to come down. Like once mortgage rates get eight percent, nine percent, how is anybody going to be able to afford a house at these prices? 
Well, I was going to say, if you can't afford a house, you can just declare yourself either uh, either homeless or an immigrant. But uh, apparently they're they're running out of host, hotel space for the immigrants now, too. At least that's oh, what uh, okay. <laughs> Kathy, Kathy Hockle of uh, of New York has has told has told migrants go somewhere else. Uh, this is so great, dude. God damn it. It's great. I love it when they get their comeuppance. <laughs> oh, damn, Ed. I thought I'd gotten past that. Here we go. Do you think that this will actually have a measurable effect on the problems that New York specifically is facing? It certainly will because about 41% of the people in our shelters today are from Venezuela. They are literally from around the world, from West Africa, South and Central America. They're coming from all over, but we have to let the word out that when you come to New York, we're not going to have more hotel rooms. We don't have capacity. So we have to also message properly that we're at our limit. If you're going to leave your country, go somewhere else. But the smarter thing is to apply for asylum before you leave your country, and then you'll have a different experience when you arrive. But we're just trying to deal with the crisis we have right now. We need to get people out of the shelters and into jobs. And we have a, a shortage of workers. <laughs> who, who could have seen this problem coming? <laughs> it, it, dude, it's so fucking brilliant. Uh, the one thing that uh, Republicans have gotten right is to just send all these fucking migrants, bust them over to fucking to these states that thought they were far enough away from the border uh, to you know grandstand about these problems. Oh yeah, let them all in. We don't need who needs borders. Blah blah blah. It's like okay, here have some more. Take take a couple more, and they're all from Venezuela, by the way. Uh, what happened to Venezuela? Why are they all leaving? I thought uh, socialism, democratic socialism, was the way to go. That's right. Venezuela why why are they leaving? The... Why are they walking? They're fucking walking like through Mexico for like months on end to get to the U.S. Why? What happened in Venezuela? I thought everything was going to be great. This is the, the I love this line here. It says. Uh... That Kathy Hochul says she would support New York's right to shelter law being recalled or rescinded amid the mi the migrant crisis, because it was originally intended to address homeless men on the streets experiencing AIDS. It wasn't supposed to be an unlimited universal right or obligation for the city oh, to house literally minute. an entire world. So housing isn't a human right. Apparently not. Not if you're a migrant, anyway. It's very interesting how uh, when the rubber meets the road, all of a sudden, these liberal talking points, everything's a human right. Just go go check fucking Nina Turner's Twitter. I guarantee you somewhere in there she says housing is a human right. I guarantee, I'll bet my fucking left arm on it. Uh, yeah, but now it's not a human right because there's too many of them. <laughs> Oh my God. It's so fucking delicious, man. Watching them have to deal with it, deal with the consequences of their policies. Everything that they advocate for is an unmitigated disaster. Like name, if you can name one major policy, uh, particularly on the left that they've advocated for that when enacted, it worked out well. I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear it. Because we can't roll back the clock, roll back time. We can't go back 
to where we were before. That would not be progressive. I saw Kamala Harris talking about that. We can't roll back time. Uh, we can't go backwards. We must keep progressing forwards. And like each one of these progressive policies doesn't seem not to be working too well. I bet New York would like to go back uh, about a, you know a couple hundred thousand migrants. She says it a lot. There it is. <laughs> Housing's a human right. All right. Uh, well, there you have it. It's settled. It's a human right. So all, all Venezuelans, come on in. Just go. You can all stay with fucking Nina Turner. They need to, like, Greg Abbott needs to mobilize every fucking bus that the state of Texas has. Just park since since the uh, since Biden's DHS has been going through like cutting the razor wire and opening up fences in like parts of I can't it was either Arizona or New Mexico like welding the welding the fencing the, open. the gates open. Yeah. Yeah welding that. the gates open like all of this other stuff. Like since they've been going through and doing that instead of even trying to fight keeping them from coming across, just park the buses right there, put up like uh put up cones or or uh like ropes and stuff and corral them all in load them straight on the bus and take off head straight for LA head straight for San Francisco straight for New York city, straight for Chicago, mm -hmm. pull up, open the doors. Like, here you are, have fun, dump yeah. them and turn around and go pick up some more. Like don't even, don't even slow down. Oh my God. Yes. I, I would. I, I love it. I, I just love watching it fail so spectacularly in real time. And it's like it's even worse than you thought it would get, and it could it could get so much more, so much worse if they wanted it to. Because I mean, right now we're still how many uh, people are we apprehending at the border? It's like five hundred thousand a year or something. I forget what the numbers are, but yeah. it's just like, dude, they <laughs> just stop, just stop apprehending them. Just let them all come in. Let's blow this motherfucker up. Who cares? Uh, eventually people are going to reach a breaking point, even the, the liberal people, but you have to like put it right in their face. Have you seen those videos? I think there's one, maybe you could pull it up with AOC oh, trying to yeah. talk about this and the people are fucking yelling at her, like her constituents. Like, dude, the people, uh, uh, we've played a couple of, of things from Chicago on this show uh, because the, the people in these neighborhoods that are getting all of these illegal immigrants bust in, I, they hate it and it's 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 fucking delicious um yeah it's just everything that they've been advocating for is a complete disaster complete unmitigated disaster and it's just it's just so obvious when they talk about it it's all like sing-songy it sounds good like yeah we care like we're a sanctuary city we care about everybody and housing is a human right and Everything's a human right, except these are like finite resources. Uh, uh, you know, it's just <laughs> you're a human right cannot um, demand somebody else provide something for you. It's not how human rights work. Yeah, here we go. AOC, how's it going over there? There are three points of consensus here that are very important in getting a solution to this issue. The first is that there is there is consensus here. Yeah, sounds not great on this one. Can you get it any louder? No. Federal resources to cities and municipalities dealing with this issue. 
The second is to allow for work authorization so that the folks in here can get to work and start supporting themselves as soon as possible. <laughs> they are prevented from getting jobs, they are prevented from employment, and that is part of the strain on our public system. Who's yeah. preventing them from getting jobs? Like what? Well, the yeah, they need work permits apparently. So this is again, and this is her approach now. There, there are people literally. You can't really hear it in the, in that clip very well, but they are screaming at her like, "Get them the fuck out of here! Get them out of here! We don't want them here!" And she's like, "Hey, no, we have a three prong." She's not listening to them. She's completely ignoring them. We have a three pronged attack. First, we're gonna. I, I forget what the first thing is, like, find housing for him or something, but then we're going to make it easier for them to take a job from you. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, dude, you're literally just making it worse for all those people that are yelling at you. It's like, yeah, we need to, we need to make it more accommodating for these people. And they're going to keep coming. The problem is that it's too hard for them to get a job now. Okay. And then all, all of these union workers are striking because they're not being paid enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Never forget how much she cares about these. Yes. Immigrants. Look, goddamn man, she really does care. <laughs> but it's just like, dude, what do you think is going to happen to wages when all these Venezuelans get here and start underbidding you for jobs? I'm fine with it, but uh, I don't know about these striking union workers. Might not work out too well for you. You got yeah. a bunch of Venezuelan scabs coming in. And I'll say I the mean, auto work, the auto workers are, they're on strike, and like there's a bunch of there's a yeah. bunch that are, this uh, Biden supposed to be the, you know the pro union president that's yeah. worked out really well. You saw what he we saw what he did to the to the rail union the way they just completely cut their legs out from under them, wouldn't even wouldn't even allow them to go on strike like took away their ability to strike through the the way they handle their yeah. legis the legislation is like mm -hmm. yeah it's so amazing. super pro union i mean i'm i'm not a big i'm not a big pro union guy but man the way the biden administration has done a lot of these unions is pretty yeah. fucking dirty you'd hate to see um uh, a non pro union president what he would do right. <laughs> it's just dude it's so fucking crazy the the whole thing is just absolutely insane and i, I mean personally i would i would like to swap out can we just here's here's the the solution to the the migrant problem is for every Venezuelan that comes here escaping the horrors of democratic socialism, we send a democratic socialist that way. Just fill fill the bus up with all the AOC supporters, all the democratic socialists of America. The Venezuelans get off the bus, the retards from the U.S. get on the bus, and it's a one to one swap. Problem solved. The thing is, though, the Democratic Socialists of America, they don't get to come back. Uh, no, no, no. You had your chance. You had your spot. You didn't like it. You wanted Democratic Socialism. Venezuela, there you go. This is the bed you wanted to lay in. Go go enjoy. Absolutely. Absolutely, dude. Um, why, like, just could you imagine, like, your entire worldview? is based on on this democratic like you're a democratic socialist and you're just watching every other country that elected democratic socialism as their structure just go down in flames and the people are fleeing like cubans are are jumping on a fucking raft of milk cartons to get over to fucking florida 
Venezuelans are taking trains and buses and walking for months to get away from Venezuelan democratic socialism. It's just, it doesn't give you any pause to just like maybe reconsider your philosophy. I'm actually not entirely upset now that we've seen like in, in parts of Texas and Arizona where some of these migrant communities have ended up settling and it turns out they're like very right wing. <laughs> like they, once they take over a town and they, they just start doing everything yeah. like uh, very right wing and, and then and now that's got you know that's got the Democrats all pissed off because they're not uh, they're, they're not, not the right a, kind of people yeah, of color. They're not the right kind of co people of color. Yeah, yeah, but it's diversity. <laughs> it is diversity. You can't say it's not diverse. Uh, it is. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. And if dude, if we didn't have all of these benefits that they give out, um, they would be voting right as well. I I don't know. I, I mean. I'm optimistic that a lot of these migrants that come over realize um, what they voted for, put them in this situation, and they're going to vote accordingly here, uh, even though they're not supposed to be voting. They're they're going to vote. I mean, that's how this works. They're uh, they're giving. I can't remember. It might have been New York where they're giving so like 147,000 migrants are being given temporary legal residence status just in time for a uh, upcoming election obviously yeah yeah just temporary be like a year a year yeah. and uh two months something, something like, that. like that yeah i think it's yeah. like an eight i think it's like 18 months i think okay. so they just just in time so that they so that they can vote oh my god yeah dude it's it's so great that they don't even try to hide it anymore and but it doesn't seem to be a fact like even the you know the people that, that don't see the the political assassination of donald trump who are just like dude they they scheduled his court date for the day before super tuesday <laughs> that was just completely by chance there's 365 days out of the year they just happened to pick that one it's all oh theater. it's great it's all theater um, yeah and then uh i guess we got to get before before we wrap here, we got a little time left. We're running kind of long, having a lot of fun on a Friday. Character assassination attempts. Yeah, speaking of. Russell Brand. Um, this, this has gotten pretty interesting because I, I think since the last time we teased this, he's now been demonetized by YouTube. I'm surprised he still has his channel. Yeah, I, I can't believe they only demonetized him. I mean, they nuked you for... Right. I wasn't even monetizing. <laughs> I wasn't even fucking monetizing. I was just trying to build a fucking channel. Uh, I, I think we're going to, we're going to rebrand this show as the, uh, I was talking to a buddy of mine uh, the other day and he's like, dude, you're, you're the most shadow banned podcast on the earth. And I think that's probably true. So that's going to be our, that might be our new tagline. The most shadow banned fucking podcast on the, on the earth. Like we had our YouTube channel nuked immediately. We only had like a couple hundred people. Like we had literally just started it like a couple of weeks before. <laughs> There's like 300 subscribers nuked. Russell Brand still gets his channel, but he can't monetize it, uh, which is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, these, so I, I'm sure most people have probably heard about this story by now, but maybe we should just recap it 
real quick. Uh, Russell Brand, uh, apparently, I didn't know much about him before this whole thing. I had seen the clips that I think are responsible for the um, the drive to go after him when he was on Bill Maher speaking some fucking truth go, like about Big Pharma and all the fucking COVID shit. Um, but apparently he was like a, a, a degenerate fucking sex addict, whatever, in his younger days. Um, yeah, was he was like the he was like the embodiment of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Like he he was a you know he was an actor and did a lot of movies and different stuff. And and um, what what was the do you remember the movie Get Him to the Greek? It was where he was like he played a uh, a musician or or whatever like a a famous singer or something. And and the whole premise of it was to take this like sex crazed drugged out rock star and get him to this venue so that he could perform a show and it's all the like hijinks and shenanigans of just trying to corral this psychopath into <laughs> being a productive member of society for just one night and not even a productive member just just to play a show for one night apparently that is like most of russell brand's part of that was just completely ad-libbed and him being his normal self like it was it was like a uh, it was like a, a look into his day to day life with just that movie. Uh, so yeah, apparently that was like that was just him for a long time, and then then something snapped, and he started to started to see what was going on in the world, and uh, started asking questions and and looking into it. And his um, he has actually his YouTube channel and and some of the content he's put out over the last several years, it has been really interesting to uh, check in from time to time and kind of see how he has progressed through learning about all of this crazy shit and, and uh, kind of getting, watching him get red, red pilled in real time. It's, it's been, been yeah. a wild ride. Right. And so he racked up uh, quite a few numbers. I don't know how many women he's been with, um, Multiple hundreds, thousands, I have no idea. Probably pretty high, I'm, I'm guessing. And nobody seemed to care about it when he was the um, sex-addicted fucking drug playboy maniac, whatever. Like everybody, apparently everybody knew what he was doing. I'm just not into that world, so I don't really pay attention to it. But while it was going on, not interested. Nobody cared. While he was just talking about random shit, didn't have a, a big platform to to red pill other people. Nobody was interested. Um, but after he goes on Bill Maher and he attacks Big Pharma, and uh, do we have that other clip where he's talking about how, you know, if if all of these industries are benefiting off of crises, then they're gonna keep creating crises so that they can benefit. Uh, the only. I think the only clip I've actually got of him is the one where he came out. Bef uh, I guess he got wind that all of these allegations were about to drop. And he came out and said, uh, basically said they are about to full on try to assassinate my character across every platform. And here's what's up. Like he, yeah. uh, that's the only, that's the He's, only clip. Right. I've so got. basically what happened is like, he started saying things that, um, the mainstream did not like, did not approve of, unapproved opinions. And this uh, this news organization, uh, it, it, they're out of the UK, right? Is it? Yeah. 
was it the BBC? Which one was it? I forget. Uh, it was uh, the British Parliament is okay. who is demanding that uh, Rumble and X or Twitter take yeah. down the content. Yeah, but so I, I just forget the news, the reporters, who they worked for. They took it upon themselves to start calling up all the women that he had been with and asking if any of them had any bad things to say about Russell Brand, essentially. And they found, I think it's four anonymous women. Uh, one says she was, I think, sexually assaulted. Or one says she was raped. Um, and then the other said he was, like, controlling, um, emotionally manipulative or something, or, abu like, emotionally abusive. I forget exactly how, how they put it. It's pretty funny that they... Um, they lump those together. <laughs> like he was a mean guy and he also raped <laughs> like, all right, there's that. Um, and they found four. I, I don't know out of uh, how many hundred they contacted. I have no idea, but just from experience, um, the odds of finding four crazy women out of a couple of hundred is, is pretty high. I don't think it'd be that hard to do. Uh, to find at least one fucking crazy bitch that would say a bad thing about you um, after you fucked her and never called her back or something. I'd say find, finding four crazy ones out of several hundred isn't that hard. You could probably find four out of five. <laughs> right. So it's like, dude, this this whole thing just stinks to high up. I have no idea if he is guilty of these these crimes or or innocent. He's he's denying them. Um like I said, it's always a he said, she said kind of thing. Um, what makes me think that he is completely innocent of these charges, or at least the rape charges, is that um, they came in a very interesting time. The second he starts going against the COVID narrative and big government narrative, and he's gaining a big following based on that, and the, the reporters for this thing, like, said that this was their motivation like he's gaining a big following he's being he's becoming very influential and he's we don't like the things that he's saying we don't like the influence he's having so we're going to take him down like this is a, a complete fucking hit job and it's just like dude why <laughs> don't you find it interesting that they're all the, like youtube's up in arms about this he was uh he was deep platform from another a couple of other things and None of these people, a British parliament particularly, they didn't seem too worried about anybody that was like on Epstein's island or on his plane, nothing like that. We're not interested. Uh, it's like that, the bird box or whatever that fucking movie is. They just got the blindfold on. Like, I can't see it. Not interested. Or yeah, Russell Brand, as soon as he starts getting a, a big following and saying things that the, the government doesn't like, all of a sudden, here it comes. Allegations of, of sexual misconduct, uh, rape. And it's just, you can't prove these things either way. They're from, the, the accusations are from like 10 years ago. And it's just, you don't have to be, apparently, uh, this, is, this is it now. Like, you don't have to be uh, charged with anything. He's not being charged, at least not yet. Um, there's no investigation, like police investigation that we know of. It's just... Uh, these reporters found these anonymous women to say these he did bad things to them, and that's yep, that's it. There you go. Your life is over. That's the standard now. Um, it's insane.
uh, the, it's the believe all women thing <laughs> again uh women are incapable of lying they are all just uh saints they're all mother teresas except that they were all fucking hopping on this guy's fucking cock left and right too well and as the danny masterson case proved if you can get it in front of the right judge in the right district in california or where the fuck ever it doesn't matter if there's evidence or anything like they can they can just they can just convict you and throw you in jail based off yeah. of hearsay well they dude they did they did that shit to andrew tate <laughs> They went after him too. I mean, a, another pretty similar situation. That guy was like super fucking influential and popular. Um, made a ton of money, had, was like the most Googled guy. And uh, yeah, I'm sure his body count was pretty high. They they went through his fucking entire life, background checks and everything. And they found, again, it was like, it's always four. I think it was four anonymous women. <laughs> maybe they exist maybe they don't it's probably the say, same for every time yeah and they they threw him in a fucking prison for like trafficking trafficking women and it's based off of like i forget exactly how it worked it's been a while since i remember reading the story but it's like he had like a instagram thing or like cam girls or something and he got charged with human trafficking off of that yeah, he ran a cam girl side or something like that. Yeah, and it's just like, okay. Um, again, just thrown in a fucking prison for a few months based on allegations, anonymous allegations. And yeah, they try to fucking ruin your life over this. It's They've done it to a lot of people. This is the new assassination. Like, we don't have to kill people anymore. We just say he raped somebody, and then that's it. And that's all you have to say. Uh, it could be 20 years ago, it could be 30 years ago. Uh, you don't have to have any proof. It's just he said, she said, okay, his life is over. And it only seems to work in one direction. I don't know of any women that had their lives completely ruined because a guy said he did some, she did something mean to him, bad to him. Has that ever happened? Probably not. I was going to say, well, you should let the Clintons know that they don't have to uh, actually kill people. They can just pull the character assassination thing. But that's right. Yeah. That seemed to be their MO. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Clinton body counts almost as high as Russell Brand's. Uh, but yeah, they could take a, a much subtler approach and just find a, a news organization that will print the story. And then you're just guilty. You are guilty until. Uh, I don't even know if you can be proven innocent. There but, is you no know, proving it innocent. Even right. if you're a complete, like there are still people who believe Brett Kavanaugh is a rapist. Yeah. And it's just dude, like the, the punishment it, like, even if they can't get you, like, I, I don't know if they're going to bring charges against Russell Brand or anything like that, but it's like the punishment is going through this character assassination. Like even if you are completely exonerated, like let's say hypothetically he didn't do any of this. These women don't even exist. The whole thing is complete and utter bullshit. It's like the Russia collusion thing. You find out two years later, but his life has already been ruined. As far as anybody's concerned, if you ask them, hey, you, you know Russell Brand's like, oh yeah, he's the rapist guy. You know, that, that's all people remember. And so the punishment, regardless, is you you have to go through this character assassination thing. Like you lose your businesses, you lose your livelihood, you lose your reputation. And well, yeah, and maybe you end up in jail, maybe you don't. But even if you don't, you still 
lose. To his benefit, Rumble and Elon Musk and or at least Elon and the things that have been monetized on Twitter for Russell Brand and Rumble have both said, no, we're not going to demonetize him. We're not removing him and his content. Like if you have actual, if you're going to bring him up on charges and he's you know convicted of something, then, then yes, obviously that's a different case, but you can't just like, we're not just going to uh, completely remove this guy based on some flimsy accusations. TikTok right. has been a little less forthcoming with how they're going to handle it, but I don't think, he actually has like monetized content on TikTok anyway. Like, so that, that one was kind of a different situation. Well, yeah. And I'm, I'm guessing like he's a movie star, right? So he probably doesn't really care about this revenue. It's just, it's more symbolic, I think, and disturbing that they can do this to somebody. It, this, this just, how could this possibly be the standard in a free country, uh, in a free world? that somebody accuses you of something and that's it. Like you lose your bank accounts, you lose your job, you, you lose access to platforms and everything. And yeah, Elon Musk thankfully has stood against this and rumble. Uh, we're on rumble too. I'm told by the way, I don't really know how to get on rumble. I should probably figure that out. Seeing as I am the most shadow banned podcast on the face of the earth. I'll set um, us up a new YouTube this week. Too. <laughs> yeah. But it, how can that be the standard? I, I don't know. I don't know if Russell Brand is guilty or innocent. I have no idea. I barely even ever heard of this guy other than seeing those clips like a few months ago. But like, just look at the pattern of what happens to people that speak out against this system on a big platform that gain a big following. Isn't it interesting that they are all like sex traffickers all of a sudden and uh, abuse women and all these like these awful things? Nobody, you know, it was never an issue before. If Russell Brand had never gone on Bill Maher, if he hadn't started putting out content that was anti-government, anti-big, uh, you know, pharma or like big tech government cooperation, stuff like that. If he hadn't been red pilling people, there'd be no accusations like this. Like, how are we supposed, how are we not supposed to be skeptical of this? Like, the media did this. They created this problem where it's like, I, I, I don't believe the story now. They're, I don't know if they'll ever be able to convince me that he did this. He would have to come out and say, yeah, I did it. Because there's no way that you can prove it's a he said, she said thing. You can't prove it, right? I'd have to see like a video evidence of it, which I doubt exists. Maybe it does. I have no idea. But it's just like there's just no way I'm believing a corporate press entity anymore. There's nothing they can do. They have lost all credibility. I'm not going to believe anything they say uh, when they like when it comes to this kind of thing, where it's just like, you know, uh, we have anonymous allegations once again. It's like, all right, yeah, uh, bullshit. You're going after this guy because you don't like him. Nobody like, dude, Bill Clinton, Joe Biden has worse accusations, more credible. Wasn't he fucking finger banging some chick in the halls of Congress against her will? She allegedly. She alleged that he did and has stood by that story for many, 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 many years. And it's not an anonymous claim. It's. Yeah. Uh, Bill Clinton, very credible rape accusations against him. Gets to go everywhere. 
gets to do whatever he wants, still gets respected by everybody. Right. Man, isn't it amazing? Isn't it fucking amazing? God damn. <laughs> I don't know. I think we've probably got to wrap there, huh? We're going a little long today. I got to get ready for work. All right. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week, folks. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. I don't think we'll be deplatformed there. Uh, you want to become a supporting listener of this show and get into the Friday night happy hours, which we're going to do tonight, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Sound good? All right. Uh, you become a supporting listener of the show. You're automatically invited to those. I'll link to that in the description. And... Um, until Tuesday, you guys know what to do. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.